This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Bitches, I hope you had the merriest of merry Christmases. I hope you had a fantastic new year. We're just going into it. Um, Jess, how was your new year? Hello, it was good. Kyle and I were to bed by 8.30. You didn't even make it into the new year? No. I mean, I made it into the new year the next morning. I said, happy 2022 (laughs) the next morning. But that's about it. How was yours? Because I saw you went... Out. We did. Well, out. I mean, we went to Jackson Brittany's. We arrived at five so that the babies could play. More like six. So the babies could play. Hartford is like fully mobile, walking all over the place. Oh, my God. It was so cute, though, because it was like Brittany was going to get ready. And she was like, who's going to watch Cruise while I'm getting ready? Because Jax was trying to get the food all organized. And it was like everyone was helping with everyone's kid. And then... Stassi tore her tights so she was changing her tights and Bo was trying to help Jax and Bo was like Lala can you grab Hartford she's like playing in the dog's water dish (laughs) (laughs) you know it was just like really really cute and fun and I we did make it to midnight we left Jax and Brittany's before midnight Mm -hmm. Ocean was dead asleep by eight o'clock but I had to wake her up to transport her back home and she made it until midnight. She did. So yeah. you made it to midnight here at the house? Yes. I was like oh. walking up the stairs to put Ocean to bed. That's turned, so exciting. I know. And I looked in her eyes and I said, Happy New Year, my love. That's so cute. So cute. Do the babies, because I saw a video on your Instagram, which was hilarious. But when you sit the babies next to each other, do they like play together? They do. Oh, okay. It's more like fighting. Over the toy, you know, like (laughs) Cruz ripped Ocean's head. That's what I saw. And I was her like, hilarious, hilarious. But, you know, the I'm telling you what Hmm. Cruz is the chillest baby in the world. Like when we were leaving Mm -hmm. at like 1130, Mm -hmm. Cruz was still awake. Really? (laughs) Doesn't fuss like he's full on super baby. Oh, my God. Like, still awake, hadn't napped, was just no. up with the adults. He was wanting to be a part of all of it. Oh, that's cute. It was cute. I love that. I was like, Ocean, if I kept her up, yeah. would be screaming bloody murder. Right, right. She has no patience, no tolerance. When it's time for bed, she lets you know. But also, same. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's my reaction, too, when you me came too. <laughs> So, it was just like, it, I had a fantastic holiday. And... I slid in 
to a man's DM for the first time since I was like 23. Stop it. Yes, I did. Hold on. How did that feel? How did that feel? You know, it felt strange because I don't slide in the DM. Like I slid in the DM when I was like drinking. Right. And like young. Mm -hmm. But I haven't slid in the DM and I don't even know if I have game anymore. I mean, I'm sure you do. How much can you tell us about what made you do that and then how it's going? So the great thing about it is I'm obviously just in this zone of like, I got my baby. Mm -hmm. I want to work really hard and create an empire Mm -hmm. for the Give Them Lala brand. Yes. So my expectations are very low. Like I'm just looking to like sit and have a conversation and like, like I said, I, I don't have any um, expectations with it. Mm-hmm. But it it went well. Like my DM Cherry and just talking to a man. Yeah. Who's not my previous relation. It's just like, this is fun. And obviously I have a little bit of game left if like there's communication happening. So you got a response. I got a response. Huge. I'll be honest, Jess. What? My first DM the initial one was just emojis and not even anything (laughs) sexy, like not even anything hot. (laughs) That's funny. That's how do you respond to that? Do you just like it or something? Well, he did. He he responded. We Uh like sparked a conversation, but I was like, what does one say in someone's DM? By the way, for my listeners, my people, let me know, please call in to one eight six six Lala pod and let me know. How to get game back. Yeah. And like, what should an initial DM be like? Because I think it's different. It's like, are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a booty call? Because it's very different. What are you looking for with this initial DM? Right. Who the fuck knows? Oh, my God. That's huge. I that's how Kyle and I it was on Facebook. So that's embarrassing Mm, because it it was years ago. Wait, was that before IG? No, it wasn't before. When did Instagram even come to be? A long time ago, right? Right. It wasn't before Instagram, but it was when Facebook... It was like actually six years ago. It was when Facebook was still active, kind of. Is Facebook classier than Instagram? No, I don't think so. It's all the same? I think Facebook is like more ancient. Like, like if I'm going to DM my aunt or uncle or like grandma, I use Facebook. Oh, okay. If you slid in someone's Facebook DMs now, I feel like they'd be like, they'd not, they if they saw it, they wouldn't respond because that's just like, what are you, 80 years old? Is that Messenger? Yes. Okay, so I actually just discovered that that existed and I downloaded I was like, what is you this? Did? And I downloaded it and I had so many messages. Messages from yeah. the Facebook Messenger. And I was like, what is, what is this even? I know. Like what? I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. I'm 31 and I act like I'm 90 as if I like just <laughs> arrived on Earth and I'm like, what is all this that's changed? It's like, Lala, you've been a part of this for a long time. Yeah. Where have I been though? I know. Watching Housewives, obviously. Watching Housewives. Well, congrats, because this this is a story that we will we will check in on. You know, it has less to do with the dude and more to do with the fact that I repopped my DM cherry. And I think that is something to celebrate. I'm about to pop some Starla non-alcoholic wine after this podcast. Hell yes. Maybe during. Lisa, why don't you get on that, mom? I'm being serious. Get (laughs) off your ass. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But really. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so before we get this popping, I want to remind everybody that <laughs> my soon-to-be empire, Give Them Lala, yeah. is going on tour. That's what's up. Give Them Lala, the brand new tour. Tickets are available now. Just slide onto my uh, Instagram page, click the link, or just go to givethemlive.com to buy your tickets. We are kicking off the tour in Irvine, California. We're then going to Fort Lauderdale, Clearwater, Orlando, Atlanta. I call it Hotlanta. Yes. Yes, baby. Nashville, New Orleans, Houston, Austin. And we will wrap it up in Dallas, Texas. And I can't wait. Like, let me know what you would like to see because this is a night where, like, we're vibing. This is like a hangout. So it's about y'all, really. I agree. There we go. I agree. Did you see that some people think you agree with me too much? You guys... Lala, let me just tell you something. You are the most inspirational woman. Listen to me. Okay, I was joking there, but I actually do think you are. Here's Um, the thing. What type of person is like, I'm going to get me an assistant who disagrees with me all the time. (laughs) We're not on the same page. And she most of the time thinks I'm a piece of shit. I know. I know. Nobody. I know. And you know what's funny, too? I'm... I'm a words of affirmation person, but it's very important to all my words of affirmation people out there. Your love language, if that's how you show it, is to be genuine with it and your words are real because if you're a words of affirmation person and you just say things that are false, then you're just a liar. So I never do that. And the things I say to you are genuine and real, but I do understand, I mean, just because of what some family and friends have said to me. That it can get a little obnoxious and annoying. And I hear you, people, and I might tone it down just a little. (laughs) In all fairness, you started co-hosting this podcast with me in the, I want to say, it should have been the darkest time of my life. Right. I actually think it was like a very bright time in my life. Mm -hmm. But you started co-hosting with me and I needed to hear what you were saying. You know, like when someone's down in the dumps, not the time to be disagreeing with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. Put on your kiss ass hat (laughs) and start to smooch in. And I saw. I need it. And and like to my credit to now kiss my own ass. I I saw Lala go through a lot and the things I were saying all very true. But I do understand when I, you know, you take a step back. The listeners did not see a lot of that. The listeners did not know a lot of what was going on. So I was saying things and complimenting you. And I think, you know, they still don't know a lot that's going on. And that's that's for reasons of, you know, your choice. But I think I was complimenting you and saying a lot of things that I felt and I believed where maybe some people would think, what is going on? Right. Why I is get she that. like praising her 24 seven, whatever. But anyway, I still, let me, let me, let me set this straight. I don't disagree with anything I said. Everything I said was genuine, but I do, I can take a step back and say, and see how it could be a little obnoxious and I'm going to tone it down. But I, but I love you, Lala. I love you too, Jess. And Jessica does disagree with me. The only difference (laughs) is her disagreement is not vocal. Like I'll present something that I think (laughs) like if, if the listeners could be in the room when you disagree, it's the facial expression where I'm like, Jess thinks this is stupid. (laughs) Or I've been like, I like to disagree in a way where I present another solution. So there it is. And that's why that was another reason why I hired you during your interview because you talked about 
solutions. Solutions. Yes. If I hear you say something, if Lala says something to me and I don't agree, I'm not like, no, that's dumb. End of feedback. I'm going to say, okay, I hear you, but what about? And I just think that's the most constructive, you guys. That's just how I live my life. I do it with my boyfriend. I do it with my parents, my family. And that's just how I live. And I'm 30 and I feel good living that way. You should. You're a good person, Thank good you. to your core. <laughs> and I am honored to have you in my world. Zero dollar delivery fees. I bet that made you listen. Yes, I said zero dollar delivery fees. That's what you get when you dash pass by DoorDash. And if you don't know what DashPass is, I'm about to change your world. DashPass is an exclusive membership that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts. DashPass is the most affordable way to get food from your favorite restaurants or groceries or whatever else you need delivered right to your front door. DashPass basically pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for just $9.99 per month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. My days of panicking over gift giving are officially over and yours can be too. Thanks to Gift Mode on Etsy. I absolutely love this. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's super easy too. Just tap or click on gift mode on your Etsy app or at Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. I can't tell you how calming it is for me to see all of those ideas pop up on my screen. I recently had to find a gift for one of Ocean's little friend's birthdays and I was tripping. Then I remembered just use Etsy gift mode to shop for the creative kid. And I found the cutest handmade dress up costumes, fabulous capes and accessories. The capes were so cute that I even bought one for ocean gift mode on Etsy is the best. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday gift for the reality TV fan gift mode has you covered need to find the perfect gift. Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Let's get some voicemails to roll in. Hi, Lala. This is Bethany from a small town in Southern Illinois. My question for you today is, are you writing another book? I read your first one. I read it in two days. I keep it next to my nightstand. Just in case I ever need any wisdom, I can go back to certain pages I have marked down. And after everything you're currently going through, being a strong mama and being the beautiful person that you are and the inspiration you are to everybody. Um, if you would be writing another book sometime soon, kind of your journey, your new journey of life. So I love you and thank you for just giving everybody inspiration and being, you know, the best mom to Ocean. It's so inspiring. You're so strong and just know it does not go unnoticed. So love you. Bye. Bethany, I want to hug you. That was so sweet. And I love when people say that they read my book fast because I'm like, 
I want to be like, because it's that good. But obviously, you're not reading Shakespeare. It's a pretty easy read, you know? (laughs) But I love that people are enjoying it. I love even more that me being honest about my journey in life so far has been inspiring to people. That was the whole goal of the book. I think becoming a national bestseller was just like the cherry on top. And I think it is very important that I write another book. And spoiler alert, I've already started. So yes, there will be another book coming. I feel, I say this all the time, I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes since I wrote that book. And I became a mother And anyone who is a mom knows the second you find out that you're pregnant and you feel that first kick and just all of those monumental moments during pregnancy to having them, you become a different human being and your your goal in life and what you want to see in the world changes. You know, you're Mm -hmm. you're much more woke is what the cool kids say. I'm woke. I love it. And, you know, there are certain chapters in that book that. I I want to expand deeper on them. You know, this wasn't a book where I said, yeah, let's give the people a thousand pages to read of Give Them Lala. No, it was what were these moments that were very defining. And now looking back, there were so many moments that were inside of moments that I shared in the first book, Give Them Lala, that I think need to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. I just there's something that's that's tugging on me to to share a little bit deeper when something like what I've been through happens and your blinders are taken off and you're you're open to this brand new world and, you know, the independence and just being a woman, you know, I'm not I'm not the 26 year old girl that I was or 20, 23, 24 when I was on Vanderbump Rules like I'm a grown woman mm-hmm. and you change and I like I've said before, I reserve the right to change and I reserve the right to go back and say, you know, what I said then, there's more to it. And and the control is now gone and I'm going to share maybe the parts that weren't so great that I can now share. Oh, I love you know? that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I think people will enjoy it. So, yes, Bethany, I hope long winded answer. <laughs> and I love you, too, Bethany. Do we have another one? Yes, we do. Let's roll it. Hi, Lala. My name is Ellen. I'm from Michigan. I just recently lost my dad two months ago to liver cancer. He went into the hospital, and then within two weeks, I knew that he was going to pass away, which was a shock to me. I've been thinking about how strong you are with losing your dad, and I just want some tips and advice to help me day by day. I know that I will never get over it, but I just want to get get a little bit stronger each day so I know that you could give me some great advice and that would be really awesome I'm a huge fan um so much love to you and Ocean thank you so much Ellen first of all I am so beyond sorry for your loss it is heartbreaking I'm sitting here I think it's been four years since my dad passed away and It does not get easier. Like time, they say time heals all wounds. I think it allows us to cope a little bit better each day. But there are moments still that I'll sit in my bed and just completely break down sobbing. And it feels like he passed away yesterday. And I think it's very important when you suffer a traumatic loss like that to surround yourself with people who allow you to go through 
the emotional roller coaster because you're going to feel angry. You're going to feel enraged. You're going to feel so sad that you can't get off the floor. And you need to allow yourself those moments and be around people who allow you to have those moments. Because to try and sit here and say, I'm going to be strong through this. No, you just need to be a person who's suffering a loss right now. You don't need to be strong. That's going to come with time, you know, and, and Ellen, your dad will make sure of that. I, there were days and, and I turned to alcohol. That's when my addiction was like heavy, heavy duty after I lost my dad. It was bottle of champagne next to my bed, going to bed with it and waking up to it. Like that's what I was relying on. And if I could give anyone advice, it would be to steer clear of any substance like alcohol during a time of grieving because it prolongs all of the process that is absolutely necessary for you to go through in order to be that strong person. It just it doesn't allow you to be in your right frame of mind to go through all of the emotions. It doesn't. It masks it. Then you wake up like I did six months later and you're like, how does it feel like I've made no emotional progress? Because I, I didn't allow myself to. I was too busy diving into the bottle every chance I got. But try to remain in your right frame of mind because every single day you're going to go through the waves of it all. But there will be a day where you're like, wow, my coping mechanism is on point. It's just how we're built. You know, I think I don't know what your higher power is, Ellen. I don't know what a lot of our listeners higher power is. Mine happens to be God. So we'll stick with that for now. I think God put a, put it in us to deal with the loss of a parent because it's the circle of life. I don't think he put it in us to deal with the loss of a child. I think that is something where it's you're throwing me off. This is going against the circle of life. But just know like you have it in you to cope with this. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope that that was that that was of some sort of help to you. And you're going to see little things that remind you of him and not even remind you, but it's like, oh my gosh, my dad is like here with me right now. You're going to feel him. When, when I lost my dad, it was so strange what happened, what started happening to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, I got sober. I'm blessed with this beautiful baby. These little things where I'm like, my dad is doing some mad work up there. Yeah. You know, like he's getting no rest, just completely slaying the game on my behalf. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. No, things even happen now where I'm like, I'll just say just from habit, like someone up there is watching you and you're like, oh, yeah, it's, well, it's my dad. My dad, obviously. Yeah. You know, my dad is doing mad work. He's got a lot of shit on his back right now. Yeah. But he's a champion, just like Ellen's dad. So I hope that that brought you a little bit of peace and comfort. And I love you so, so much. Hey, Lala. I was just calling to see if on that one podcast, when you had the psychic on, he definitely seemed to know what was going on in your life and repeatedly kept asking or telling you rather that you would be okay on your own and that you are strong. Do you now believe that he 100% knew what was going on with he who shall not be named um, and yourself and that he was trying to really signal to you that you would be fine? Thanks. We can't wait to hear your answer. Ooh, 
You know, I go back to that podcast often because he absolutely knew. I mean, Chris Medina is beyond gifted. You know, I I think there are some people out there that they say that they're, you know, Mm -hmm. these gifted individuals. I believe that there truly are people out there that are gifted like Chris Medina. And I was beyond honored to have him come and be on the podcast. And what happened after that podcast is something people don't know. I felt Chris Medina was definitely holding back on the podcast. When the podcast was over, Chris gave me a hug He whispered in my ear, I need to have a private session with you immediately. Obviously, talk to Jess. Let's do it yesterday. Yeah. So we did a private session. And what he said was profound. And everything he said that was going to happen actually happened. Wow. So he didn't get into details, but he told me to watch out for certain times. Like, dates Mm -hmm. and everything he told me to look for actually happened now i i thought that maybe like me and and he who we shall not name would just kind of part ways call it a day you know at that point in time i i just felt like this ain't gonna work i wanted to do everything to try and make it work because i had ocean but i definitely didn't think an actual life-changing event would happen where there was no other choice but to get out yeah so yes i think back on that chris medina session all the time i think back on the podcast and i think about our solo zoom that we did where i'm like holy shit yeah do you think you'd eventually like to have him on again I would love to have him on again Mm -hmm. because like i said i think he's gifted and i think he offers me comfort i like knowing that i'm on the right path like i don't want to know i just want to know i'm on the right path right you know i want to make sure that the moves that i'm making in life to further my career or being a good mama that i'm doing everything correctly now obviously things come come up and and but i feel like he knows like what your fate is yeah you know he knows the outcome so it's it when I say trust in the universe, that's how I feel when I talk to Chris Medina. It's like I trust in him. Yeah. Because I just think he's one of those souls that is extremely gifted in a universe that we can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right. Last but not least. Hey Lala, this is Erin from Alberta, Canada. I just got Two palettes from Give Them All a Beauty, the Baby Palette and the Pretty Palette, and your mascara in the mail yesterday, and I am so impressed with the product. Oh, my God, the mascara. I just spent, like, $85 on a mascara at Sephora from Hourglass, I think, and your mascara, I am not just making this up or exaggerating, works better. I love it. Um, and I'm a proud owner of many Give Them Lala products uh, across all your companies. So my question today is, what would be like three do's and three don'ts that you would give to any woman who's looking to start her own company or business or a little side project online or anything like that? What's your best advice to women looking to uh, get into business with something they love? 
Sending love to you in the ocean and ha- happy holiday season. And I wish you an absolutely blessed New Year. Love you, Lala. Thanks. Ooh, Erin, first of all, thank you so much for supporting the Give Them Lala brand. I am so happy that you enjoy my products. I try my best to create things that I love that other people are going to love just as much and also respecting how hard people work. So I'm not trying to put something out that's $84 for a mascara that I'm going to take off at the end of the day. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, we work hard and I'm trying to have a good product with a a healthy cost, Mm -hmm. right? Healthy cost. Healthy cost. You know I love a healthy cost. Love a healthy cost, which is like 42 bucks for a palette that's going to last you forever. Nine shades. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You can shop my brand at givethemlala.com. But I think that my three do's and three don'ts. I definitely don't think anyone should ever overextend themselves financially. Be smart with that. When you're thinking of creating your brand, even just a side hustle, come up with figures that make sense that let's just say your your company doesn't do what you thought it was going to do, that you don't sit there and go, oh my gosh, I dumped my life savings into this thinking that it was going to work. I also think that your brand should feed itself. Come up with your initial investment. I think the business should should pay for itself. You know, to Mm -hmm. sit here and keep dumping your own money to try and get it off the ground. I think taking a pause and saying, what are we doing that is making us not be able to, number one, recoup our investment, and number two, make a profit? Is it something that just isn't working? Maybe the market's oversaturated. Maybe you need to come up with something that is a little bit more original, which is very hard these days. I mean, there's a million and one beauty brands what is going to make yours special? So don't overextend yourself financially. The second, let your business feed itself. And three, sit down and really think about what is going to separate your business from everyone else's. Do the research. Does the product already exist? If it does, what makes yours special? So those are kind of three do's and don'ts. But those would be my top. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa agrees, so. Well, if Lisa agrees, then we're good. I love those voicemails. Remember, please call me to leave all of your comments and questions at one eight six six lala pod My guest coming up is not only stunning, she is inspiring. She's a businesswoman, and I cannot wait to deep dive into her life and who she is and how she came to be this incredible woman, mother, wife, just everything under the sun. So when we come back, we have Telly Swift. Okay, I really hope my mom, Lisa, is not listening to this episode because I'm about to tell you what I got her for Mama's Day. It is her very own original song. She is going to flip. Song Finch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, it's personal, and it lasts forever. I went to songfinch.com. It asked me to pick a genre, and my mom loves country, so I picked country for Lisa. It asked me to describe what I love about her and to share some memories, so I said she's an amazing Gigi to Ocean, and she's such a force as a mother. 
I can't imagine my life today without her. And then I chose to be matched up with an artist and Songfinch gave me a few to choose from. I could see pictures of them and also hear a sample of their music. So I picked this amazing acoustic artist from Nashville with an unbelievable voice. I can't wait to hear the song he creates. So whether your song is for Mother's Day, a birthday, an upcoming graduation or wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song right now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash lala and start your song. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash lala. Don't forget to share your song with us too. That's songfinch.com slash lala. Did you know today is a great day to warranty? Well, actually, every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with American Home Shield Warranty. I signed up with American Home Shield the moment I decided to buy my house. With an American Home Shield Warranty, unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater won't break the bank because coverage repairs and replacements are taken care of just like that. And not by me, my mom, or Easton. We wouldn't know the first thing to do if something stopped working in this house. I just contact American Home Shield when a covered item breaks and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. So having that sort of reassurance from American Home Shield is something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. Visit ahs.com slash GTL today to get 20% off any plan. That's ahs.com slash GTL for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. We are back and I am so excited because we have Telly Swift and I'm a fan of yours. Hi, Telly. Hi, how are you? We're good. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. You're amazing. So I first have to ask you, where did you get the nickname Telly? Because obviously my name is not really Lala and people are always like, what is this nickname that you've created for yourself? How did you get this nickname Telly? So it was back, I guess, in like the seventh grade. I went to school in Japan. I went to high school and middle school in Japan. So um, I guess playing basketball, it just, it stuck. They called me Telly and it just, it stuck with me since seventh or eighth grade, I want to say. So it's been Telly ever, ever since. And the only people that really call me by my government name, which is Chantel, is like my man, my dad, my brother, and my mom. And that's it. Everyone else calls me Telly. I love that. Thank you. I mean, my mom, I always know people call me Lauren instead of Lauren. So my mama is the only one that calls me by my government name as well. And everyone gets so confused. They're like, who is this Lauren that you're talking about? So love the nickname. Love the backstory. You, why did you move to Japan? I know you're from the Philippines. Yes, my, I was born in the Philippines. My father was military. So we moved like every three years. And then my ex-husband 
was stationed in Japan too. So I was there a little bit longer than I, I probably should have been. But I love Japan. It's a beautiful country. I love that story. My my mother lived in Japan as well because her father was in the army and she absolutely loved it as well. So you you were married once before. And by the way, you and your man are so cute. And I love how ride or die you are for each other. Thank you. Yeah, that's my baby. He is. He's amazing. He's well, in total, we have eight kids. So wow. Um, there's, yeah, there's a, we have a household of children. So now that I'm in my room in like my alone time space, I'm like, yes, alone time. <laughs> I love that. So you're married for, for those who live under a rock and don't know who you are, which I know most of my listeners do know who you are. You are married to Deontay Wilder. And how did you two come to be and become this power couple? So we actually met at LAX airport. So crazy. I was coming from, I had like a infection in my leg. And so I was in the hospital for like two weeks on like rotating antibiotics and medicine. And the reason why I say that backstory is because when we met at the airport, I saw one of my girlfriends and I was like, hey girl, I'm alive. You know, and I just completely stopped talking to him. So like I was, thinking he was going to wait and he left. So I was like, wait, where did he go? We were having such a good conversation and leave it to Instagram, you know, on the Explorer page, one of his, um, his manager's sons I knew. And I, that, I guess that's how he came on my Explorer page. And then we were DMing each other and then come to find out his, he's from Alabama and my dad's from Alabama. So that's kind of how I ended up going to Alabama earlier because I had a family reunion and the rest was history. And we've been together um, going on seven years now. Wow. Seven years. That is a very long time. And I have to say, okay, so you, you met each other at LAX. Did, so you slid in his DM. Yes. So what happened was he was on my Explorer page and I was like, wait, that's the guy from Alabama. And we, the conversation that we had at the airport was so short. And I kind of felt bad that I like just left and was talking to my friend. And he always tells people I was so rude. But I was like, but you didn't know that I was like coming from the hospital. You know, I was just in the airport and he didn't know who I was and I didn't know who he was. So our encounter was so quick. And I was like, oh, we were having such a good conversation about like Alabama and my father being from Alabama. And I just completely left. But I was so excited to see my friend and so excited to still have my leg. I was like, girl, I'm alive. I'm here kicking. That probably that made, I'm sure, you more intriguing to him because he's an athlete. And I'm sure, you know, girls sit there and would blow off their their girlfriend to talk to this dude. And he was probably like, this girl didn't give me the time of day. There's intrigue there, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know if I called it intrigue. He probably was like, she's a bitch. Can I curse? He's probably like, she's a bitch. She just left, you know? And I was like, it, I didn't, every time we have this conversation, I'm like, I did not mean to just leave. I was just so excited to like, see my girl and still have my leg and not have one leg. Right. Like, girl, I am kicking with two legs. I'm good, you know? And he was gone. So I'm like, okay, I get it. He had to catch his flight. I had to catch my flight too. It was meant to be. You guys were meant to be together. The fact that he popped up on an explore page where there's like millions upon millions. Crazy. And the fact that his 
his um, manager's son, I knew from LA and it just, it was just like two and two together. It was crazy. And then like, we got matching tattoos day two of being together. It was, it's intense. Like our relationship was just so quick, so fast that I was like, okay, you know, when you have quick relationships, you don't think they're going to last because they're so quick, fast. And here we are seven years later, eight kids in. So we're, we're definitely on the move to up and up. Y'all were written in the stars. I have to ask you. So I'm newly single, right? And sliding in the DM, I'm new to, you know, I don't know if I have game anymore. Who knows? (laughs) That's still up in the air. What did you say to him? What what was like the game move? I mean, all right, you you had an authentic encounter already, so maybe that switched the way you would have slid in the DM. But what did you say? Give me some pointers, um, girl. I actually was like, I'm I'm really funny, or I think I am. I guess um, I try to be at least. And I just said, "Hey, Bama!" Like we never finished our conversation because I didn't. We never exchanged names. It was like. Hey, where are you going? Where are you from? And then he was like, I'm going to Alabama. Um, and where are you going? And I was like, well, I'm going back to Jersey. At the time I lived in Jersey. So our conversation was so like short. And I, like I said, I saw my girl. And when I slid in his DMs, I was like, you know, his name on Instagram was Bronze Bomber. So I was like, hey, Bama, like I know your name's not Bronze Bomber. So, you know, like it was just a short um a short conversation in person that I was like, I didn't know how to approach him, you know, in the DMS because it was just so short of right. a conversation. Then he was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I was thinking about you on the plane and I sent my assistant to go look for you, but you were gone. So like the same feeling that I guess I had, he had as well too. So it was, I'm glad that it ended up working out that way. And then two weeks later, um, I went to Alabama and I just came a little bit earlier than my um, than our family reunion. And we just chilled then. And it was it was on and popping after that. Yeah. Like maybe like three months or four months after that, he had asked me to move to Alabama from Jersey. And I waited until like at the time I was in a, a condo. I waited for that lease to be done. And then I moved to Alabama. So it was it was like I said, our relationship was so quick. That I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this true? Like, can this happen this fast? And I was just like, you know, in your head, you're just, you think that when a relationship goes fast, like it's not going to last because right. everything intense, 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 intense. Like I moved there maybe like, I don't know, maybe six months into our relationship. And wow. yeah, cause I was, um, I was nursing at the time and I was. So you had a young, you had a young baby then. When you first met him? Yes, I had. He was, uh, I want to say like seven or eight. Now he's now he's 15. So he was young. Yeah, he was young at the time. And then uh, he had kids as well, too, when I met him. And then it wasn't until I moved over there that like I started meeting the kids and, you know, realizing how many kids he had, because I only thought he had three kids, but it ended up being much more than three. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, I mean, like it was it's it was definitely different moving in with him than it was like, you know, having a long distance relationship. And the long distance to me was was hard because I was working, like I said, as a nurse and I was doing 12 hour shifts. And then 
like I was working three or four days a week, 12 hour shifts. And then I would go visit him for the weekend or whatever the case is. So I was like with him and work and him and work. And then I had a kid too. So I was like exhausted. I was like, we got to figure this out either, you know, we can't see each other so much or we see each other once a month instead of every other weekend or whatever the case is, but we got to figure it out. And he's like, well, why don't you just come here? And I was like, wait, what? Like right. you know, for that. And he's like, yeah, no, you're good. Like we're in, and, and mind you, this is date. Like I said, day two, he was like, you're going to be my wife. I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. I'm like, okay, no, like how, you know? And he's like, we're getting matching tattoos. And I was like, Okay. And he went first. So I was like, okay, now I have to go. Cause like, no, you had to do it after that. Yeah. I was like, I have to go now. So we have um, matching tattoos that says love when we hold hands. So I have the O, uh, O E and he has the L V. That is beyond amazing and adorable. And I'm, anytime I hear about couples that just have such a romantic, organic love connection, and, you know, they, they merge these families together and they make it work. It's a beautiful thing. And, so you you were married before. How old were you when you met Deontay? I was, um, I'm 34 now. I turned 35 January 24th. I'm like, when is my birthday? <laughs> but I was, I want to say 25, 26. So that's young. Yeah. That's young. And you were coming, you, you had been married before. Were you ever afraid of meeting someone new. I don't know if if your previous marriage was ugly, if you guys parted ways and it was amicable, but were you afraid of getting into another relationship? Like were you did you have any battle wounds from your from your previous marriage? Yeah, I think like all women um you know, we're strong, we're resilient mm-hmm. and I feel like when it comes to moving on and starting like a new relationship with someone else, I'm going to speak for women because I'm a woman. I feel like it's like we don't let in so quickly, you know, mm-hmm. hard for us to trust coming from a relationship that didn't work or failed. And, um, you know, my relationship to my ex-husband ended in a sense where I feel like I was at peace and okay with like us not being together anymore because he was my high school sweetheart. So Mm -hmm. like, I was like at peace. I was like, okay, you know, it's time. We're ready. We're both ready to like grow and, you know, have separate lives. And, um, my son was two at the time. And so like, he really didn't know any better. Um, cause so young. So like, um, it, it was to me, that divorce was more of like a clearing and like a peaceful moment. Okay. And I didn't wait. Like, I, I'm not, I didn't wait. I waited a long time before I like committed to someone and introduced them to my son. And, you know, uh, I waited a while. So it wasn't like I was just in a, in another relationship. As soon as I got out of my marriage, it did take time for like me to heal and like, you know, do I want to do this relationship thing again? Mm-hmm. Now, like dating? Yes. Like I definitely dated, but like a serious committed relationship. It wasn't until I got with Deontay that I was like, okay, here's my son, you know, like this is, you know, who I come with. This is my, you know, right. this is my bonus. And um, I have my brother as well too. So my brother, I was like, all right, if I move there, 
Like I have my son and my brother. So I come in a package deal. It's a package deal. Totally. I was like, I'm not leaving my brother to stay in Jersey. So my brother is still with us. (laughs) That is really amazing because I feel, you know, I, I come as a package deal now as well. I come with some brothers. I come with my beautiful daughter. I come with my mama. And if the person that I'm with next can accept that, then you can get to move in because it's it's all of us or it's none of us. Right. And I've always wondered because I'm I'm obviously very newly single. My daughter is only nine months old. When do you know that it's the right time to introduce your baby to someone? Like I feel like she's such She's like a luxury to be around. You know, you don't just get to meet her. Even though she's nine months, she won't remember who you are. That's how I feel too. Like, you know, totally are like my treasures. I'm a lioness when it comes to my kids. And if you don't get along with my kids, and he's the same way too. Like, I, of course, I taught the kids how to swim during COVID when COVID first started. And um, all the kids, so all the kids down to the baby knows how to swim. So it's, it's just to me, like kids, like you said, it's like, a luxury. It's a bonus. It's a treasure. And if I think there's like deal, deal breakers, right? Like, I feel like if you can't include me and my family deal breaker, if you can't, mm-hmm. if you don't see your, like my kid as your kid, or like, as you would treat them equally compared to your kids, or if you don't have kids, you know, that is a deal breaker to me too. And he was, that's kind of the reason why, or one of the reasons why I fell in love with him is, um, when we came back from our family reunion, um, I ended up coming back early. So there's no direct flights from uh, where my family is from Alabama. And it's closer to where he, where Deontay lived. So I ended up coming to Deontay's house and I was like, okay, the catch is I have my brother and my son with me, you know, (laughs) and this is after like meeting him for, I don't know, maybe like a weekend or something. And I'm like, okay, well I have, X, Y, and Z here with me, but I was already talking to him for like two weeks on the phone. Like, you know, that, no, you hang up, you hang up type of situation. (laughs) I was like, okay, he's cool enough to like, if he's cool enough to have my brother and my son here, then, you know, he's good in my book. So, right. And this is like literally just spending a weekend with him, which was a great weekend, which we got matching tattoos. I'm like, all right, you're with me. Like, this is it. Like, you know, we have tattoos now. You can't go anywhere. So, um, I brought him, I brought my, he was like, yeah, no problem. So I brought my son and my brother and my son woke up in like literally the middle of the night. And he was like, mom, like looking for me in the house. And he was like, mom, where are you? So he finally finds me. And, um, he was like, he could sleep in the bed with us. And I was just like, Oh, he's like, you could sleep in the middle. I was like, okay, you win. You win the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it was that was it. That was it for me. But yeah, he's he's one like an exceptional, like amazing father. So that's that's like my my number one thing. Like you have to love my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And um he's all about kids and like um he wants four more kids and we already have eight and I'm like it's not cheaper by the dozen. So I don't Is know. Is that true? <laughs> I mean coming up with these numbers, sir. <laughs> I think that's really sweet though. You guys have two kids together? No, we have one. You have, have one kid together. Yeah. Mine was before him and then his is before me as well, too. And your is it a boy? We have a girl. You have a little girl. And how old is she? He's three. Oh, my gosh. What a fun age. Oh, my gosh. So much fun and so much personality. Like, she oh, yeah. Is, 
oh my, she's in charge literally of all the other kids. And she's like the baby. And she's like, no guys, we're doing this. Everyone come over here. I love it. Oh my gosh. So much fun. So much fun. So you, you meet Deontay and my, my big thing right now because of my breakup and just, you know, I got involved with my ex when I was 26, which depending on where you, where you're from, you know, 26 could be a grown ass woman for me. I was still trying to, you know, find my footing. I'm 31 now and just my eyes are open to the world and what I want out of life. You have built a lot for yourself. There are many women that I find kind of fall into these relationships. And then at a certain point, they look around and go, I've been living my partner's dreams and none of my own. Absolutely. You know what? I feel like a lot of women, like you said, fall into that. And I did as well, too. You know, because I left where I was from and came to where he was from, where I knew nobody. Um, My family in Alabama lives four hours away from Deontay's house in Alabama at the time. So I didn't know anyone where we lived. Uh, I didn't have any friends. And, you know, in Cali, you dress differently than they dress in Alabama. So it's it's just different, completely right. different. You know, the accent's different. The hospitality's different. So it was just completely different for me. And nursing out there, the pay cut was like, I don't know, like I think it was like 13 or $14 less an hour than I was normally. Wow. I was like, there's no way I'm going back into the medical field over here because I'm not making any money. And then I'm going to be working 12 hour shifts and not feeling like I'm getting paid what I deserve to get paid or what I'm used to getting paid. So for years, it wasn't until after I got pregnant with my daughter, actually, that I like decided I wanted to focus back on like my own path, you know, because Mm -hmm like he was his career when I met him his career was like on the rise you know he he just became a champion um in his career was on the rise like you know the entire time that I've been with him so it wasn't until I got pregnant with my daughter and I was like I can't just like sit here and do nothing so got back into modeling I was modeling since I was three years old and I got back into modeling and then I was like you know what if I'm not nursing anymore I need to like open up or start my own business so I started um, making jackets like custom vintage one of one jackets then I made masks that are Neiman Marcus then I was like okay I want to give back now that I'm in a, in a position to be able to give back so um, I went to this academy for women uh, for wags and there was an association for the women of the NFL and the of the NBA. And I was like, well, where's one for boxing? So I created one for the women of boxing. And then we've just done charity events, you know, moving forward for whatever month is, you know, is going on, whether it's breast cancer, autism. We've done uh, spina bifida because um, wow. his eldest daughter was born with spina bifida. So for all his fights, I always do spina bifida. So it just like, you know, continued on. And I, for four years, I was talking about this fragrance, um, like making a unisex fragrance. And Deontay was like, always pushing it back. Oh, well, wait till we have more kids or we'll wait till after next fight. And I'm like, all right, sir, it's been four years. What are we doing here? Right. And he was like, okay, well, if you want to do it, just go ahead and do it. And 
just, you know, let me know when it's done. So I was like, okay. So I did it. And by the time, like I picked out the fonts, I sent him the fonts and the name and he was just like, okay, what's this for? And I was like, the fragrance. He's like, okay, when are we going to like go test some smells out? And he was, I was like, it's done. You know, and then I you're just, like, you just told me to go take the reins and do it. And it's done already. Yeah, but it took like it took a while. It took like over uh, a little bit over like almost a year to produce. So he just like completely like thought I just stopped talking about it. And then when I brought up the name, because the name is Detelli. And when I brought the name and I sent him the fonts, I was like, which font do you like best? And he like circled the one that he liked, which is the same one that I liked. And um he was like, what's this for? And I was like the fragrance. And he was like, ready to like, you know, explore and smell all the notes. Did he love it though? Did he love it when you presented the scent? Yeah, he loves it. He, I put into, cause I knew like, I know what he likes and I know what I like. So I put into consideration both like what he wanted, what I felt he would want in a fragrance and what I wanted in a fragrance. The bottle is, um, I've, I got to send you one. The bottle is, um, gold and red. And his favorite color is like burgundy and gold. So I was like, I put that into consideration. And then I was like, I I knew I wanted it to be unisex. So I didn't want it to be too masculine or too feminine. Right. Smells completely different on a man than on a woman. It smells more feminine on a woman. And it took like forever to get down to the scent that I was like, I like how that smells on a man and I like how it smells on a woman. So it's, it's, I'm excited about it. You are beyond inspiring because- I think a lot of a lot of women, again, I, I'm very passionate about this topic right now and women having things that are their own and, you know, having a job or a career, something to give them funds for a rainy day. Your rainy day may look very different from mine. You may never have to use it. It could just be saved money for one day you want to go buy a Birkin bag, you know, whatever it may be. But the fact that you are in a relationship that you know, you were nursing before. So you've all you've always been a hustler with a beautiful heart, it sounds like. And you're also a mother. Like, how do you balance? We can all sit here and talk about, you know, there's not enough time in one day for you to be a mom, go to the gym, create a business, do all of these things. How do you make it happen? Um, You know what I tell people all the time, like it's, it takes a village, you know, Mm -hmm. I do have help. I have a nanny that helps me with my daughter, but I also have an amazing team of, you know, a manager, an assistant, um, publicist, like an amazing team that helps me manage everything. Cause if it wasn't for them, like my little notes in my phone, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to right. do that. You know, so I have an amazing team of people that help me, but outside of my team when I'm by myself, because obviously you can't, you know, the job doesn't get done unless you do it anyway. Right. So um, I feel like it's just, just like Nike, you just do it. You know, you just, I mean, one day you have a kid and then, you know, you never had a kid before. You just learn how to be a mom, you know, on the job. So like, that's been my life. I've, I've always been like a fast learner and I've always been a hustler and a go-getter. So I had my son at, um, I was 19 turning 20 when I had my son. So I was still a baby and I had a baby and I just learned literally on the job, you know, like breastfeeding was not really my cup of tea. Like I felt like with like, I don't know, teeth, I feel like, cause he was like biting my nipple completely off. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) You know, but 
know, like I said, you learn on the job as far as like diapers and, you know, making sure the baby sleeps and like burping and all that stuff. Like it was like a, I was so young and um, married and I was just like, all right, I just have to learn to do this. And I was the eldest of all my siblings. There's five of us. I'm like, hold on. Is there five of us? Yeah, right. Count on the fingers. <laughs> I'm the eldest. Then my brother, he's 27. And then I have twin sisters that are 18. And then I have a brother that's six. Yeah, six. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of us. So yeah, I'm the eldest. So I'm I I had to be the responsible one and, you know, take care of others. So for me, like having a kid was like watching my siblings, but it's it's more of a like a closer connection and bond, you know, you know, as a mother that you have when you have your child, you know, it's like a, a, a unconditional, innocent, pure love that mm-hmm. you can, it's so hard to explain because you just, it, it just happens. Like literally, you know, as soon as you're pregnant and you feel like the first kick and you're like, Oh my gosh, I just love her or him or, you know, yes, I do know. It's, it's like undescribable. I can't even describe how it is to have a kid. That's why I feel like kids are blessings. And um, I'm good with the eight that we have, though. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. I don't need four more, Deontay. So we're, we're wrapping it up. I 100 yeah. percent. That's a that's a lot. I mean, a lot. That's a lot. Like you guys. I mean, I'm all about like practicing to make the kid. That's always fun. I encourage you and Deontay to continue doing that. <laughs> but we we want to see everything else that you start coming out with. So I want to take a quick break and then I want to come back and talk to you about a few more things, if that's OK. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Telly Swift. So I have two game changers to share with you when it comes to upping your glam game. I am totally obsessed with Impress No Glue Mannies and Impress Press On False Eyelashes because I'm very into just easy right now and anyone can do it. You are going to love them just as much as I do. Both require zero glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes. There's also no annoying dry time. And the best part, zero mess. One step and you're done. The lash style options are endless, and there are so many on-trend nails to choose from. Impress, no-glue manis, and press-on falsies are the easiest and fastest way to upgrade your look in just minutes. The press-on falsies have a unique under-lash application for a totally seamless look and are made with an exclusive self-stick technology that keeps them secure for up to 24 hours. The Impress Manis have a patented super hold adhesive for up to seven days secure hold. And that's perfect for all of you busy mamas out there who don't have a lot of time to spend on glam but want to look your best. I completely get it. Impress No Glue Manis and Impress No Glue Press on Falsies are absolutely a beauty must. You need to try them right now. So get yours today at impressbeauty.com slash lala. And use code LALA at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. That's impressbeauty.com slash LALA and use code LALA at checkout for 25% off. We are back with Telly Swift. So I I definitely agree with you and the the kids being such a gift. And I feel like if, if you can be a mom, when you become a mom, you become a superhero. Because they are the whole reason for why you do what you do every single day. 
every decision you make, every, you know, business venture that you go into, you know, I'm sure you think about what you want to do, but ultimately it's like, how do I set my kid up for years to come? So I, I know that you were also on a reality TV show. I do reality TV. It's very weird. It's very strange. You you sit there and you have to watch things back and you're like, I remember that differently. Oh, when you did, right? You're like, hold up. This looks a little different from what I remember. Was there a reason why you were like, yeah, this sounds fun. Like, let's do Wags Atlanta and, you know, see what it's all about. Like, what was your experience like? Reality TV like I said, I've been modeling since I was three years old and reality TV living in LA always came to like my attention or always came on my table of like, Hey, do you want to do basketball wise? Do you want to do love and hip hop? I'm like one, I'm not dating someone that was in basketball. So basketball wives for me wouldn't have worked. Right. That doesn't make sense. I'm not like a performer. I, I don't do music or I can't even dance. So I'm like that. <laughs> doesn't work. And then when Wags hit me up, I was already with Deontay and I wanted more so outside of myself. I wanted people to see him outside of his job, which is a boxer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people need to see him outside of, you know, being aggressive and beating ass for a living. So I was just like, this would be good for you and us as a couple, you know, and so people could see like, how much of a father you are and what like you're funny or goofy because people just see him like talking shit and getting ass and I'm like right all of who you are you know so I I wanted people to see like us as a couple like our foundation and him more so like as an individual and not like a boxer did you feel like you got that from the show yeah you know, it's crazy. He actually proposed to me on the show. Like that was the finale of the show. And I ended up getting pregnant on the show. So like my whole storyline from the beginning of like when the show aired initially, like I had, um, I wouldn't even call it beef, but I had like, a, I guess a misunderstanding with one of the girls on the show. And that was completely gone. That was completely gone. And my whole story was getting the ring because I got pregnant before I wanted to get pregnant. And that was the whole show. So it was like completely when I got pregnant and it was crazy because he told them and I lost the baby a year before that. Mm. Like we lost the baby a year before I'm that. I'm so sorry, Telly. I'm no, so, so sorry. Got a blessing in return. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy with my daughter now. But um, when we lost the baby, I didn't want, and I lost the baby like, uh, I want to say like three or four days before I found out the sex. So it was like, Four, I was like almost, I want to say like a little over four months or just getting to four months. So I was already like showing visibly pregnant. And so I didn't want to tell like the producers because, you know, once you tell them something, they're making a story out of it. Right. I was like, I don't want to tell them yet because like, what if something happens? And then I have to deal with all the people that's going to know that I was pregnant and then I lost another baby and I didn't want that to be like something that I had to be traumatized and lived with again, you know, and he was just so excited that I was pregnant again, that he just told the producers and I'm like, Oh my gosh. All right. Like now I can't stress. And you know, reality TV is stressful. Like they mm -hmm. put situations that you don't necessarily want to be in or don't want to necessarily like face, I guess. And I was just in situations 
that I really didn't care to be in, you know, because I was pregnant and I'm like, I don't want to stress and lose this baby for this conversation with a girl that I can care less about, you know? Right. Yeah, I do. I just, that part of the reality TV, I didn't care too much about because like they pretty much have control over your likeliness and like who you are as a person or what you portray on TV is not really who you are in real life. Like reality TV is what they, the producers, the, you know, the showrunners or whatever, what they want to, what they want to produce. So it's kind of like, you don't really have control over that. So that's the hard part about reality TV in a sense where you don't have control. Luckily with my situation, it was a little bit different because I got pregnant. So yeah, storyline was more so like, okay, now that you're pregnant, you can't like just be a girlfriend all your life, you know? So that was kind of like, all right, well, what do you want him to do? And I'm like, okay, here he is like trying to buy me a bigger car SUV. And I'm like, okay, but when are we getting married? Like, you know, I have a car, like we have yeah. cars, like, what are we doing? Car shopping? Like we don't <laughs> need cars, you know? So then that became my story of like, here we are going crib shopping, but where's my ring? Like, right here we are going, you know, bracelet shopping, but where's my ring? So everything was like, okay, but my ring, okay, but my ring. But in reality, like in real life, we were already talking about marriage way before I even got pregnant. So the show kind of made it look like I was just nagging about this ring that we already discussed years before I even got pregnant. But it was kind of like what they wanted to push. Of course, because reality TV, what will be the most entertaining and what will give the audience a strong opinion and reaction to this? At the end of the day, even though it's quote unquote real things that are happening, you know, you're filming. I don't know how long WAG's filmed for Vanderpump Rules films for like four months every single day, eight hours a day sometimes. And then you chop that down to an hour episode for however many weeks you see very little. And that's that's hard. I'm sure it was hard for you, too. You're watching this show and you're like, this is entertaining as fuck. Like, I dig it. But then people talking about you, you're like, I don't even recognize the person that they're talking about. And it's me. Right. No, 110 percent completely get it. And like I said, when we started filming, it was like the person that. Uh, I was filming with, I didn't really care to film with and they knew. that. Oh, so they had you two together all the time then. <laughs> right. Like, well, the person that like I was cool with on the show, we were cool. So it was kind of like me and her. But then, you know, the other girl that I wasn't cool with, she kind of teamed up with someone and it was kind of like a one of the girls came to like a married man's house in like lingerie. And I was like, Oh, I didn't get the memo. I didn't know this is what we're doing. You know, and there's married men in here. There's men in relationships in here. Like, why are you coming with your titties out girl? Like this is not cute or classy or right. Do this, you know? So that started drama and like all that was on like the beginning, you know, episodes and stuff like that. So it kind of like, that kind of faded out and, you know, then it became the story of like, what are you guys going to do with your relationship? Are you guys going to be together, you know, or are you guys just going to have a baby and, you know, be together? Did you feel pressured from producers or did Deontay feel any pressure? I honestly feel like there was a lot of pressure going on, but like Deontay and me are both people that like, aren't going to let people tell us what to do. So it was kind of, 
you know, there's certain certain scenes in the episodes where, uh, for example, like they wanted me to take a pregnancy test. So I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, all right, this is how, you know, you're going to present it to him. And I'm like, okay, what do I look like just presenting him a stick in like our robes? You know what I'm saying? In the house, like, you know, so I'm like, this isn't what I would typically do, but it's kind of like, all right, well, we're going to have to show that I'm pregnant somehow, some way, right. you know, so it was kind of like the way. And even though we already knew I was pregnant, like we had to kind of act surprised, you know, like, oh my God, right. you're pregnant, we're pregnant. And, you know, he was more surprised than I was because I was like, I know I'm pregnant, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was it, it like that type of stuff or like, for example, like the girl that I didn't get along with, um, you know, they'd be like, oh, you have a lunch date with um, someone. And I'm like, who is it? Because you guys know I don't want to film with it with who I don't want to film with. And then and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just letting you know that this is how I'm coming because I'm not about to stress out because I'm pregnant, you know? Right. So like there's certain times that I was like, okay, well, if you guys are going to have a group filming situation and she's going to be there, like, I don't want to argue today. So I'd rather just not go. So would you ever do it again? Would you ever, if, if someone came to you and said, we want you on a reality show or do you think you've had enough? I would do it if I had control over like, I guess, producing like uh, okay. you know, producers on the show where I have control over what goes out. Um, I would do that. But as far as just like being a talent on the show, I probably wouldn't do it again. Cause it's just, unless it's like a positive, like woman empowerment show, then I would do that. Like I get that there has to be some type of drama, but not drama to the point where it breaks up families or like, I, yeah that type of drama it becomes a very a very negative space if you can't compartmentalize real life from real life I guess you know right. where unless you're you're filming you you put that hat on you know what the drill is and then when you go home you can separate the two it can become a very toxic environment so I get it and when you're going toes with women all day and you know we're all sitting here talking about how we're supposed to lift each other up but then i'm supposed to drag this bitch right it's kind of a mind fuck and yeah you you have a term that i've never heard before fempowerist like what does that mean for for listeners who have never heard that before initially when i trademarked the word fempowerist i wanted to create like a app for women to empower women to just be like you know, great and mentally be great too. It's not just physically because it had like, um, well, what I initially got it for, like I wanted to do um, fitness, fitness tips, dating tips, motivational daily quotes, um, just like every do's and don'ts in relationships or when it, like, like you said, when is it okay to present your kid or when is it okay to, burp or fart in front of a man or just you know like little yeah tips that I would I would want you know coming out of a marriage or a relationship or just being single you know like things that you I feel like women need to know coming into relationships or just being a woman like you know there's a lot of women that don't know how to be ladylike or don't have you know etiquette and so it was kind of like one of those type of situations, but um, the app developer that I had, uh, it didn't work out. So that I have yet to do. So I trademarked the word and, you know, now I'm kind of like, do I want to get into that field of apps 
or more so because I love clothes and fashion so much that I, I kind of want to turn the Femme Powers brand into like an athleisure, like wear for women that extenuates like your curves. And Ooh, I love that. But I have a flat yeah. ass. Can you do something that accentuates my flat ass too? Girl, get the <laughs> lifters and everything, girl. Don't worry. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love the word fempowerist. And I think it's amazing to the app idea is obviously genius. But to turn it into an athleisure line, because we're all out here wanting to like look like we worked out or we really did work out and then put it on with some heels and like, right. go twerk at the club. You right. know, <laughs> right, exactly. And I, I kind of want it to be um, like, you know, Tom with Tom Brown, like it's like they have like sweats, but you could still mm-hmm. wear it out club or you could still wear it to the airport and be fashionable but still be comfy and that's kind of what I want but more so instead of fashion and comfy I want to add like you know like a woman so I want to extenuate like you know under boob or like um, yes. butt lift or like curves like you know to where the stitching like makes you look more curvy than you naturally are or just like just to extenuate like just being a woman and being powerful. And I, I, I kind of wanted to go towards that as opposed to the app, because I feel like, you know, there's people that have apps and there's people that have athleisure wear too, but like, I wanted to solely focus on like womenism and just like being a, a strong, powerful woman. I love that. I love everything about what you just said. And I think that you are incredibly inspiring from you. your work ethic. Of course, I think it's important when a woman is doing something great that we let them know they're doing great. So I want you to tell our listeners and me how we can get involved in your boxing wags association. Yes. Um, so boxing wags, we have the women of boxing. Like, like I said, we do like all types of different events. The last event I did, I collaborated with cookies. Cookies is a cannabis company and we had a toy drive for the children um, and we donated toys to children that were in need. So I uh, collaborated with them. Before that, I had an event in Vegas with Versace and Balenciaga. So where we shopped wow. and the proceeds go to charity of their choice. So we just collaborate with different walks of people or different whatever is going on at the month. Um, next event, I probably, because I have the fragrance going on right now. So it's like 20 million things, 20 million times. Um, but the next event will probably be, I want us, I want fingers crossed to probably be around like March, um, okay. March or something like that. Um, but all, all the events and information you can find at um, Boxing Wags Association on Instagram and our website is boxingwagsassociation.org. Everything that we do or have going on is on both of those pages. Amazing. Dude, thank you so much for joining me on Give Them Lala today. I'm sure you've inspired all of my listeners as well. You look absolutely stunning. I'm going to go try and get my get up like how you have yours (laughs) right now. You're beautiful, girl. You're beautiful. (laughs) You are amazing. Thank you, my love. And we'll keep in touch. And I'm trying to try this fragrance. Where can people buy this? Yes. So you can buy it at D-Telly, D-T-E-L-L-I fragrances.com and we are going to be in stores soon i'm so excited we're going to be in nordstrom's and bloomingdale's um (gasps) in the following months so i'm super excited for that girl i'm so proud of everything you have going on so grateful to have you so go enjoy your day and i hope to talk to you soon thank you
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.